Hey, Matt. Hi, Courtney. We are here at the end of the first day, the first full day of the iNicole 2017 Symposium. Yes, we are. It has been very tiring. We are both exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of interviews today. They went fantastically, but it was eight hours of just talking to people, which yes. is awesome, yet, oh my God, exhausting. Exhausting. For sure, I think that we have had the best and most focused learning experience of any of the attendees at INACAL 2017. I would totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. The so most engaged people. We, 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 every one of our interviews were really engaged. Super engaged. And, oh, and you don't get that by just walking around. No. So wh whatever comes out of this, we, we have done... Uh, met a lot of people and done a lot of stuff. Yes, it's been great. I think it's been I think it's been wonderful. So what have been so if we think through everyone we talked to today, kind of what our big take what are our big takeaways? What's well, yours? I've been I've been thinking about this and I've I've got a couple of them, but I'm going to start with uh, one first of all that more people than I would have thought are thinking that community outreach is like the next step for personalized learning to get everyone involved. Uh, they're, they're saying how it's not just the schools and the districts trying to figure it out themselves. They need help with the community because that's learning is not just in the schools. Right. And if we're really saying that with personalized learning, then we need to mean that a little bit. So bringing in the community to help has been a theme that I really did not expect to be very honest. Yeah, I found that surprising, too, to hear that. I agree with you on that one. And just about everyone we talked to brought that up today, didn't they? Yeah, without any prompting, either. Right. So it was, it was, it was a little stunning to me, but exciting at the same time. So for me, um, one of the big things I noticed today in all, all of our conversations also is another, it's like a shift in the, a shift in the conversation, um, from the past few years or in general in the personalized learning community, I think is a shift towards really focusing on how we develop leaders for the new educational paradigm. Yeah, that was something that more people are thinking about than also I would have thought. That leadership, uh, developing leaders has got to be a thing. And uh, I forget exactly which which person we were talking to, so I apologize for whoever <laughs> well, this was. Well, you know, that could be because I think we did maybe like 20 interviews today. It seemed like 20,000, but yes, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. But they were saying that the leaders aren't necessarily just in the schools when we think of building leaders, yeah. that the leaders could be some of the teachers, the right. leaders could be people in the community, the leaders could be our learners. Yes. Yeah, and it, it was it was really exciting just to hear that. Just to hear that out loud, like, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't we thought of this before in in that fashion? So we, we'll try to figure out which one it was. But go back and listen to well yeah. all of our twenty thousand podcasts. But <laughs> they were they were they were amazing, and the way it was articulated was was just like a, a big aha for me. See, for me, it felt more about the um, the intentional development of like building administration in particular, um, 
that really stood out to me that a lot of people, yes, you know, leaders can be anywhere and should include learners. And also this awareness that in order for this systemic change to be lasting, our building administrators need, um, need some support. And I think that that's huge that that's been recognized. Yeah, that always seems to be one of the places that we miss. And when we talk about, about helping the learners and helping the teachers and bringing community in and doing all this great stuff, and you're right, the building administrators tend to get left behind yeah. because their principals, they should probably know this, but it's it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not. Just because you're yeah. in a position doesn't mean you gain knowledge. You still have to you still have to learn. Right. And we, we tend to forget building principals because they are so busy. Right. Yeah. So those were our big takeaways from our conversations today. Please do check out um, plearnmc.com or our um, if you subscribe, you have gotten so many, so many podcasts today. Go through, <laughs> check out who we've interviewed. Um, I encourage you to listen to all of them because it is really fascinating to hear some of the different perspectives. Um, by all means, you know, find the ones that speak to you immediately. And we're going to leave you with a little montage of some other voices from Ina Call. So we have at the Voices Hub, we have some um, kind of like independent podcasting stations set up where you can come and just do a quick one to two minute, most people don't even make a minute, um, recording where you just answer one of um, a series, like one of a bunch of reflective questions. And so we had a bunch of people stop by to do that today. And um, so sit back and enjoy some of the other voices from Inacall 17. If you are here, come by tomorrow and add your voice in. And we'll do another, um, we'll do another update and wrap up tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. Get some rest, Matt. I'll do my best. You too. All right. We'll talk next time. There you go. Something that I'm going to do in my learning environment next week that was inspired by being an iNagel is to concern myself with the emotional needs of my students as well. That's something that we tend to do in classrooms, kind of, but we get so wrapped up in standards that sometimes we forget that. And so I was inspired during the TED Talks to make sure to do that with my kids. I think the part of personalized learning that uh, excites me the most is keying students into the power of mathematics and mathematical thinking. For so often, uh, students have the perception that mathematics is something that happens to them. And I think that uh, is a byproduct of how we teach it in teacher-centered ways. And when we make it personalized, we never have to answer the question of, when am I ever going to use this? So, thinking about the potential of students doing mathematical problem solving and mathematical thinking and reasoning, and, and it, it, it becomes inherent that, that this type of thinking and this type of being is, is, uh, is important to them. This is my first time at Inacall down in Orlando, Florida, 2017. And my biggest takeaway so far is that um, our students uh, with disabilities are not um, getting everything that we could possibly offer for them. 
and we do not need to um, just shoot for uh, the standard baseline. We need to continue above and beyond that um, so that we don't shortchange them and just do what the uh, state and federal government require of us. Um, but so far, the uh, experiences for um, both myself and my team have been uh, great. First time I'm a club participant here, and I'm going to say that the biggest takeaway so far from this is that everybody has the same struggles when it comes to implementing personalized learning. We all recognize that it is something that is necessary for the students to meet their needs in this ever-changing world, and we're all working to find the best solutions for it. My name is Melissa Beck, and I'm a manager at New Schools Venture Fund. And I think the future of education is going to look different in a few different ways. I think we'll be personalizing the learning experience by meeting students where they are. We'll be empowering them to work on problems that really matter to them. I think the field as a whole will be more diverse. But I think the thing that excites me most about the future of education is I think we're going to be engaging with students and families as our end users in a different way and really, really designing schools and systems and processes that meet their unique needs and aspirations, whoever they may be. Um, I just came out of a session where we were doing just that. We were with a group of aspiring school leaders and we were actually going through the empathy interview process so that they could take that skill and go back into their communities and really deeply um, get to know and understand their students and families. And so while there's a lot uh, that I think really excites me about the future of education, I think it's the way that we're going to engage with students, families, and communities that excites me most.